girl to experience. I just wanted to start this out by telling everybody you are enough. That's pretty much it. That's what I got to say. Oftentimes, we feel like that we're not doing enough. We feel like we don't take enough time for other people. We feel like we don't put enough energy into certain things. We feel like we haven't done enough during the day. We feel like we're not doing everything we should be doing. But at the end of the day, you are enough and you are doing enough. You're beautiful enough. And there is nothing that you need to be doing that you're not already doing. It's highly possible that you aren't doing everything correctly. But the fact that you actually notice that you know what you want and you're striving for it, that's doing enough. You might not be striving for it the way that you need to to get where you're going and that's why it's taking you longer. But you're still doing enough. You're just not doing it efficiently. You're working too hard and not smart. So just try to figure out ways to get to where you're going without all the hassle. But stop beating yourself down thinking that you're not doing enough. If you really want a new car, and every time that you save the money for a new car, you wind up having to break into that money for something. You need more groceries, or you need more clothes, you need household items, or somebody in your family really needs some money, and you have extra money, so you're like, hey, I'll help you. Something keeps happening, so you can't get that car. That does not mean that you don't need that car. That does not mean that you need to focus your energy somewhere else. And it also does not mean that you need to stop doing whatever you've done to spend your money. What it means is you need to just be smarter about it. If you don't have a way to get the money to just buy a car straight off, then make sure that you have a stable job so that you can go get a car from a lot. Might not be ideal, but having to come up with anywhere from 500 to 2000 as a down payment is much easier than having to come up with the amount to buy a car straight off. Much easier. So do that. And start having your payments come directly out of your account. If you have them come directly out of your account, it will build your credit. You know why? Because every time that you make a payment on time or earlier, it boosts your credit. Every time that you make a payment late or not at all, it lowers your credit. So if you have it automatically come out, there's absolutely no way that your credit can be touched in a negative way. Think like that. Think smarter, not harder. You don't want to have payments, but... If it's breaking your back to try and buy a car straight off, and it's still going to be risking buying a lemon car. A lemon car is a car that looks nice, but once you try to drive it, it only works properly for a little while because they fix it just enough for you to take it off the lot and drive about a thousand miles. As soon as you drive those thousand miles, everything that was already wrong with the car happens, and now you're out even more money because you're going to either have to get a whole new car or replace so many parts that you might as well have just got a whole new car. So be smarter. If you go get a car from a dealership, they have to fix whatever's wrong with it. As long as you have an open account, either a bank is paying those payments and, no, sorry, either a bank paid the car off and you're paying payments to them to pay it back, or it's a buy here, pay here. So they 100% own all of the cars already and you basically just are slowly paying them for the car. But they do have in-house banks, so they get the money. But you are paying back whatever they got for that car. Either way, those are going to help you build your credit if you do it the right way. But if you do that and then don't make payments, they will take your car from you. 
I know I talked a lot about cars, but that was not the point. But that can be applied to any situation in your life. Let's say that you don't like your job at all, but you're the only person making money. Don't just quit your job. Keep that job. But while you have that job, keep your eyes open. Are you somebody that wants to work for other people forever? Or are you someone who wants your own business? Just remember that while you have a job, you're boosting someone else's business. You're helping someone else get where they want to be, which is completely fine. If you want to be a business owner one day, you need to know how to start from the bottom so that you can know how to treat your employees. Because once you're an employee, you will forever know what it feels like to be an employee. People who are just business owners because their family were business owners and they've never had to work for anyone, they lack empathy because they've never been at that position. They've never been at the bottom. If you start at the bottom and work up, you cross every T and dot every I. It's the same thing that I was talking about with the cars. If you start at paying a small down payment and then slowly pay your payments, at the, the end result is going to be a car that is properly working, that needs no help. It's the same thing with the job. If you want to eventually start your own business or if you want to eventually be a, be a manager or, you know, a CEO, anything like that, you have to start at the bottom first because the people who go to the top without starting at the bottom are the people who lack empathy and those are the bosses that nobody likes. Those are the bosses that people consistently quit on. Those are the bosses that people consistently sue. Those are the bosses that nobody wants to be around because they don't know what it feels like to be at the bottom so they treat the people at the bottom like crap not realizing that those people could become their boss one day. They don't understand that. They just know, hey, I'm up here, so screw everybody underneath me. That's not the type of person that you want to be. But outside of me trying to explain that to you guys in the most (laughs) graphic way possible, I just want to let you know that you're enough. A diamond in the rough, it's fine because you always find sandpaper. Sandpaper hurts. Sandpaper is ugly. Sandpaper is rough. But once you're done with the sandpaper, you come out much shinier than you were before the sandpaper touched you. Because you, when you were a diamond in the rough, you were a nice diamond, but you weren't shining. Because you had so much dirt on you. That sandpaper cleaned you off. Now look at you shining, smiling, beautiful. You can see it from a mile away. All you needed was to go through some turbulence to get there. So don't look at the turbulence that you're going through as something that is going to diminish who you are. That's actually something that's going to make you the best you ever. Everything that you went through is an experience that is going to catapult you into the person that God put you on this earth to be. He knew what type of person you were and what type of things you had to go through in order to unlock certain spots in your brain. Everybody got certain things that they know, but they don't know why they know it or how they know it, but they know it. You got to go through things to figure out those things that you know. You'll never understand what your purpose was, what God stored in your memory bank before you were even born. You'll never understand that unless you go through things. And as you go through things, you start to have memories. You start to remember things that were already in your head that you didn't even realize were in your head. That's why so many people are good at certain fields and so many people have no clue how to do certain fields. Because some people are destined to do certain things and some people just know how to learn how to do things. 
They're not interested in it, but they know how to master everything. That's me. I've worked in every field. I've worked in industrial. I was working at a warehouse not too long ago making batteries for Tesla and Chrysler and Ford. Like, I was making batteries, packaging them, sending them off. That's not me. I don't do things like that. But was I good at it? Heck yes. I was only there for a little over a month and I was already training people how to band. Banding is when you have all the boxes stacked on top of each other perfectly, 24 boxes stacked perfectly, and then you go with this machine and connect plastic bands onto them so that they don't go anywhere when it gets put on the truck. I was teaching new people how to do that and I was a new person. That's what I'm saying. Once I put my mind to something, I know how to do it. And once I know how to do something, I feel like it's my job to share it with other people. And I feel like that's what God put me here for. He put me here to go through situations that other people go through. So that I can show them how to get out of it. That's what he wants me to do. Because I've been in so many stupid situations, y'all. I could have died so many times. Knock on wood, I could have died so many times. When I was 18 and 19, me and my best friends, we had our own apartment. 18 and 19. (laughs) I have a brother. He's a year older than me. His name is Jojo. He knew a lot of people in Wichita, Kansas, because he's a beard. A lot of people in Wichita know the beards. And so that's all I got to say about him. He's a beard. And um, I could not forget this day. We were having a house party. And, you know, it's three females that are roommates. And we're having parties with people our age. Are aging up, are aging younger. So these kids that were there were anywhere between the ages of, I don't know, the youngest person probably was 17 or something, and the oldest person probably in their early 20s. Our house was full to capacity, it had to be at least 50 people in there. Somebody walks in talking about. I don't want to say the people's names because this guy actually passed away and I just don't want to be disrespectful but they said such and such just walked in and then somebody looks up at him and it's like I'm about to empty a clip in your mouth no I'm about to empty the clip in this whole place and I didn't know what that meant so I'm looking around like what does this mean <laughs> like you know I didn't say that but I'm looking but I'm watching and the context clues showed me that he meant that he was going to potentially light the whole apartment up he was clutching his gun I was like what that went from everybody in there dancing and drinking I wasn't a drinker but I was the mixer I was making everybody's margaritas it went from everybody dancing and drinking to everybody trying to figure out how they were going to get out I had a balcony so it was one way in one way out unless you wanted to jump the balcony so before everybody started scattering my brother stood up and talked to both guys and got the guy who walked in with a gun to walk out without doing anything to anyone. I don't know what he did. I don't know what he said. But like I said, he's a beard. He said something. I heard him say something to the effect of this is my sister's house and anything else he said, I don't remember. And guess what? Nobody got shot that day. And it's just crazy because I've always been protected. God really wants me to be here to help people. Because had I not been there, had my brother not been there, all those girls and boys in that apartment would have probably been dead. 
or however many bullets was in his gun, that many people would have been dead. Instead of that happening, and there were babies there in the back room, but still, some of the people who came had children and didn't have a babysitter. There were babies there too. Instead of that happening, it was peaceful. We continued the party after that, like nothing happened. It's just crazy to me. I could have been dead. He could have came back and not cared what my brother said, but I didn't die. Nobody else in the house did either. There's been a time where a female that I let move in with me and my friends got mad at me. Long story short, she deletes me off Facebook and waits for me outside with over 20 people. She has the whole apartment complex full of cars, full of people standing waiting for her to fight me, and I didn't even know this. I didn't know how many people wanted to jump in or nothing. I fall asleep in my car and wake up to banging on my window, trying to pull me out of my car to fight me. Had a whole bunch of people with her. My best friend is pregnant. My best friend runs outside with her boyfriend and then a couple of our other friends. None of them knew what was going on. They all just stood in the grass watching. Until one of my friends, her name is Tempers. I love her so much. She walked up to the car, pulled the girl back, and told me to drive off. Like, I could have died then. She brought so many people with her. I don't know who all had weapons. If I would have got out the car, anything could happen to me. I didn't get out of the car because she was mad at me for something I didn't do. And also didn't get out the car because she had a whole bunch of people with her. That would not have been smart of me. They'd take it to court, but the courts didn't catch up to her until two years later. And by then I told them to just drop it. They looked at me in my face. I was like, do you want her to go to jail? What do you want to do? Go to jail or court fines. I said, you can just give her court fines. I have not talked to this girl in years and we've seen each other in multiple places. She's never tried to bother me. So I don't want nothing to happen to her. I had her life in my hands and I said, just let her go. God sees what I do. God sees how I am. God knows my heart, so he protects me through everything. There's been a lot of other situations I could go into of things that have happened. Even abuse. I was abused in some ways that I could have died. I've been on the ground covering my face, covering my ribs and my face at the same time, multiple times. From a guy thinking that he had to belittle me so much that he had to stomp me and punch me at the same time. I could have been dead. Same guy used to pull guns out on me, even while I was pregnant. And he had a beam on his gun, so he thought it was funny to just turn his beam on and follow me around the house. I could have been dead. He could have misfired. He was a drug addict. He could have been so high that he misfired and really shot me. He could have really shot me. I could have been dead multiple times. And I'm just now realizing this. My life could have been taken from me so many times, but it wasn't. It wasn't. I'm here for a reason. So many women have been in my position and did not get out. So many women have been in my position and made one wrong choice. And now they're not here to tell their story. I cannot, I cannot do this to myself. I cannot do this to anyone else. Know how to get out of a situation. People get out of that situation. How can I?